0: Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Mekas
1: and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony
2: Rizzo, to The Compound. Check it out, subscribe, The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world. George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick, and it's a good oh, it's a good day to be Nick. Not really a Yankee fan, or baseball fan, or even a citizen of planet Earth. Uh, but it's a good day to be Nick Kirby. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give myself a little credit here. I, I think I am Good Luck Chuck. I am two years in a row, two different co-hosts, two different engagements. Nick Kirby got engaged. What's up, man? I'm good. There's something in the water. There's clearly something's going on with George's
3: box and love. I don't know what it is. Right? So did you get engaged yesterday? Last night. Yep. Yeah, on a Monday. On right. a Monday. And that was part of my reasoning. She'll never see it coming on a Monday. That, that was part of my plan. Okay. How long how long have you been planning it? So started planning it about three weeks ago. Uh, her birthday is actually this Friday. Friday, June 19th. So that was my original plan. And I'll be honest, I, the ring was dropped off here yesterday, morning, and I just couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> it, it, like once you have it, it, it feels like like using Chapman or Mo out of the bullpen. Like I just got to unleash it. I have this weapon and I need to unleash it now. I couldn't sit on it for more than a day.
2: I got my ring. I lived in New York and I got it down here in Philly because I knew a guy and um, who like he, he was a jeweler. So it's like I'm going to give commission to someone who's going to fuck me a little less. Um, and they were like, all right, uh, cool. And where do you want it shipped to? Because I got it shipped, so I don't pay taxes. Like, I bought it out of state. You don't pay taxes.
3: Oh, interesting. Okay.
2: So I was like, oh, I guess my office. Like, yeah, can you have it? I think I probably got it like two months in advance. No, I got it like six weeks in advance I, is when I went. Like, I decided, hey, here's where I'm going to do it. So I'm like six weeks early. I don't know how long this shit takes. Uh, and they're like, great, yeah, so where do you want to ship? And I was like, boom, I was like, can you ship it on whatever date? And they were like, no, 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 no. As soon as it's done, we put it in the mail. We're getting <laughs> rid of it. Yeah. yeah, it's Saturday. They were like, you'll have that shit Wednesday. And so it got shipped to my office. And I Smart. went to our office manager, who was this sassy, gay, Spanish guy, um, who had been there and been the office manager for, for I think it was like 21 years. Like, some crazy amount of time to have this, like, kind of, like, medium role at, like, a medium agency. Talk about being comfortable. Yeah, just super comfortable. It was a very – there were a lot of uh, gay people who worked there. So I think there was, like, a certain comfort around that. Uh, we had a couple of people with disabilities, too. So I think there was just an overall comfort level. Um I like I never asked, like, hey, why do you do this job for forever? But so I went to him and was like, hey man, I got a package coming. I'm gonna be on some calls. Um, and he was like, Yeah, I'll just bring it to you. I was like, All right, listen, so it's like all of my money. And he was like, What do you mean? I was like, it's an engagement ring, and, and then he all like he lit up. And then he um, came, I was on a call and he came to like the window of my office and like held the box up. And I went and I grabbed it on speakerphone because I was on a call. And all the girls who sitting, sat in cubicles outside knew. And then I, I went. They were going nuts. Going nuts. Going nuts. All pressed up against the glass. I put it in my like backpack and wore my backpack backwards and wrapped my arms around it and took an Uber home instead of the subway. Because like as soon as you get it, it's like this is all the money that I have in the world <laughs> is now this. Can't and, fumble the rock. And I had it. Yeah, I've had it for like a month or so and I moved it in my apartment like almost every day cuz I was just like she's going to find yeah. she oh she's going to go check in my golf bag that she doesn't even know I probably own golf clubs but like the that's how you get. just sits in. So I get it. I get just like i gotta do i can't imagine sitting on it for a month a day monday
3: felt like an eternity just waiting around all day and part of it is just being stuck at home yeah by myself but monday felt like a year i cannot imagine sitting on it for a month
2: yeah and and like in a you know probably a similar size apartment yours maybe even smaller because you know new york and just like have it know that you're doing it like just all this like built up so you did it it looked like a picnic yeah, so I told
3: her that we were going to go meet my boss and his fiance for drinks and have a little picnic by the river behind nice. the art museum. So obviously I told her that so she would get ready and wear a good outfit that she won for the pictures, stuff like that. The, the, the part that I was worried about is I'm terrible with geography and directions and coordinating. So I'm texting my boss's fiance. i I'm like, I think we're coming around the gazebo, but maybe not because Jamie's kind of leading the way. And then once I saw them and they texted me that they had eyes on me, we settled up in a spot and then I maybe sat down for a minute or two and I told her to stand up. I was like, stand up. I want to see which one of us is taller when I'm wearing these shoes or something. I forget what I said. Cause we're around the same height. So once I had her standing up, I immediately got down on one knee, gave a little 30 second spiel and, and it was done.
2: Nice. Nice. Well played. It's funny. Uh, I saw like, so I saw it and I didn't see it till this morning. And so I have a baby screaming in the background. That's your future. Um, I, <laughs> so I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, Nick got engaged. And I look and it said like, you know, seven hours ago or like whatever it was. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like I'm asleep. I'm an old man. Like, I think I was in bed at like 10. I was probably asleep at 1015 last night.
3: Wow. I don't think I've been asleep at 1015 in months.
2: Dude, there's nothing to be awake
3: for. Like, yeah, I just don't get tired. I think my body just doesn't get tired at that time. Like, I, I also wake I up at like 630. Uh, okay. Yeah, I definitely don't do that
2: on my own. I haven't, I, unless I'm getting a flight or it's like, you know, some un, like oddly early thing, I haven't set an alarm in years. So you're a ten thirty to six thirty guy. Yeah. Like something like that, you know, but you gotta keep in mind though. I have a baby. Like, so that baby could wake up. She normally wakes up between seven and eight, but it could be as early as six. And like, there's not much on TV for me to watch that, you know,
3: A lot less flexibility
2: with the baby as well. Yeah. So it's just like, "Ah, I'm asleep. She is screaming. She's having dinner. Can you hear her? She's
3: pissed about something. Oh, I can hear her.
2: No, that's her. Like, that's fun. She's having a good time. Oh, She's just like a dinosaur. She's eating. She likes to yell in between eating. Like, what are you going to do? She's a very sweet baby. Right. Yeah. As you can hear.
3: Yeah. But yeah, everybody, and everybody asked me, are you nervous Are you nervous? I wasn't nervous. I was anxious in terms of time. Like, I felt like a closer just sitting in the bullpen for hours. You know, waiting for my time, waiting for that moment, just waiting and waiting. First inning, third inning, just getting through. And then it finally
2: came. And I was just so relieved when it was done. <laughs> so similar. I told my wife. We were going out for my buddy's girlfriend's birthday. I was like, "Oh, we're going downtown. We're going to meet to like dress up a little bit, you know." Really, I was going to propose in our apartment and we went to a bar, like a dive bar around the corner where I where we always went and I had like all of our friends there. But as she's getting ready, you know, she takes a month to get ready. And I take 12 seconds. So sure. I'm sitting in our one bedroom apartment, like on the couch in jeans and like just a white t shirt, because I've got like my button down. And then, like, I think she's ready. So I put my button down on. And I'm sitting down. I'm starting to sweat. I've got the air conditioning on. I'm turning it off. Like, all this, like, just to lead up to that moment of like, and like kind of like shaking a little bit. I remember I was shaking a little bit. Yeah, 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 no,
3: for real. And then on the way there, it was tough for me to make conversation because it's about a 25-minute walk from our apartment to the spot, and it was tough to just bullshit and make conversation when you can't really concentrate on anything else. But yeah. yeah, I was worried about the heat a little bit too. Luckily, that's another reason I picked yesterday. I was looking at it. I was like, ooh, high is 77, low humidity, perfect. So wait, so
2: it got delivered yesterday, It got delivered yesterday When did yesterday become like – like when you woke up yesterday morning, were you like, I'm proposing today? Or like on Sunday, were you like, I'm proposing today? Like when did it become I'm doing this right now? Like I have to do it today.
3: So I had always planned for this week and I was basically – I was going to do it Monday unless Jamie came home and had a bad day at the hospital or something basically. So I didn't want to commit to a specific day during the week just in case – one of us wasn't feeling well, or one of us was in a bad mood, or something. You never know. So I just. And then the other thing I wanted to do was I texted her when she was at work and said, Hey, do you want to go have a couple of drinks by the river? Now I was worried that she was going to say, Hey, we just drank a shit ton in AC all weekend. I don't really feel like drinking on a Monday, but for some reason she didn't didn't bat an eye at that and said sure so that was lucky too there you go but we never we never drink on mondays i, I think that was might have been the first time welcome to done
2: responsible that. america <laughs> like um so i know I, obviously i like families are excited and all that everyone the yes. pinstripes i guess was excited i haven't looked at the chat all day today so i'm sure you know those nerds are probably excited um <laughs> Are you – and I'm not the like – so just set a date the next day thing. Are you guys a couple that will have a long engagement or do you think it's going to at some point soon like start looking at dates? The
3: only thing that we have decided at this point is that it will not be an October wedding. There we go. That's it. I told her nothing between September 20th and November 10th. Anything else, venue, time, what color the napkins are, it's all good. Just not in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I think that's fair. I got married on a Friday in August that happened to be the Subway Series. See that?
3: I told her and I'd be, I was like, all right, August is fine. July, even in early in the season, April, May, it just can't be AFCS yeah. Game 4 or something like
2: yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was a Subway Series, maybe even at Citi Field. I had a du- dudes there, Met fans, like giving me updates throughout the game. The maid of honor uh, gave a an update in her speech. She gave a score update for me. So That's awesome.
3: Yeah. So wait, you said that was 2015?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm coming up. So on we five were
3: years. we were in the playoff. Huh? Yeah, we made the wild card. So yeah, meaningful yeah. baseball I'm, was that your thing too? Like nothing in October, or did it just work out?
2: So we we wanted a summer wedding. Um, I was engaged for 364 days. I uh, proposed oh, on cool. Friday, August 22nd, and a year later got married on August 21st, Friday, August 21st. Oh, that's awesome. And it just happened to be that like we got engaged on a Friday. I did mine on a Friday night because I do, I run a scholarship fund in New York that I started. We actually just gave out a scholarship to a guy at Fordham university last week. Um, And our big fundraiser in my hometown was that Saturday. And so I did, so it was the same weekend, two years in a row. So I proposed on Friday so I then, at that thing, I got all the, like, everyone who I'd have to see would be like, we got to get a drink. Boom. I had a drink with you with this thing. Done. And then, um, yeah. And so, no, the next year, it wasn't the same week. So I did that so that I could get out of the way. I just scheduled everything around, like, let me propose, get this out of the way, see all these people. Then the next, then a couple weeks later... We were down in Philly and we were like, let's just go check out some venues. And we went to one company here, Chess Cafe, that had a venue we liked. Then it was a matter of figuring out dates because, like, the person who shows you the place doesn't have access to the calendar. Really? St- stupid wedding shit. This is all shit I'll learn. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, I can't recommend Chess Cafe enough if you want to get married in Philly. Like, gr- they do a great job. Um, that part was annoying. And then it was like, hey, we've got a date open. Um, and then we were about to do it, and then they announced the Pope was coming. So the Pope right. was in Philly, so there were no hotels. Every hotel was like wasn't allowed to be rented out. Uh, and then we almost did nine eleven. Nine eleven was open, and we were fine with nine eleven. We were like, hey, we'll make a negative into a positive. And yeah. then, uh, like, my dad threw a fit. Like, I had friends who died in 9-11. I was like, dude, you're at a bar that 9-11, every 9-11 since. You'll be at a bar this 9-11. What are we talking about here? Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we ended up, it just happened to be like that day. And we were like, ah, it's a little less than a year. But, like, it's really not that hard planning a wedding. Everyone likes to be like, oh, it's like, what do you got? you got to try cake and let your girl pick flowers yeah
3: how hard could it be i think people people are dramatic about it but yeah i would love i mean august i'd be cool with not as hot as july kind of getting into the fall a little bit yeah mid to late august yeah that'd be cool or you know anytime up until up until september 15th but after
2: that it's go time obviously (laughs) there you go well congratulations really happy (laughs) you you guys it's uh thanks man it's uh i mean it's here's one thing that i'll tell you this is my old man advice all right So you guys are now, like, you decided you love each other. You want to be together forever. You're going to now plan this wedding. And there's money involved. It's probably, you know, it's going to be one of the biggest purchases you guys ever make. Um, You've got your families to deal with. You've got money from them or not. You know, there hits a certain point where it's like, we're not selling tickets to this. You know, you gave us this much money. You only get so much say and da, 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 da. You're going to talk about this every day until it happens every single day you're going to have to talk about it think about it whatever it is just remember when you guys go to argue about something with the wedding or or something with your families it's five hours none of that shit matters you guys are going to be together forever it's five hours just anytime you start to get angry with her she starts to get angry with you i would tell her this in advance just it's a five-hour thing. That's all it is. Then it's over. It's and then it's over. More, it's, the, it's the godfather on TV with commercials. <laughs> That's all it is. Right. So don't stress out about it. Have a good time. Have it like, you know, don't worry about all the little shit. None of it matters. Because the next day, you're going to wake up and be like, it's going to be weird to not have to think about this thing. Uh, but it was just five hours. That's all it was. It was just five yeah. hours. What's the point of fighting with your you know, soon-to-be wife? Couldn't agree more. That's my old man advice for you. I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I'm um, ordained. Just gonna throw that out there in case you need. Something. Okay, I'll do it. For, yeah, I, do, yeah. I do it on the arm. Uh, so you've got that good thing going on in your life. Here's a bad thing. <laughs> fuck baseball, man. Fuck it so hard right in its fucking mouth. Like Jesus, fuck. It's just, it's so annoying, and I'm so mad at myself. I don't even blame them. I blame myself because it's slow, and it's boring, and it's expensive. And you know what? We talk about nice summer day. Let's be honest. It's too hot most of the time. You're sitting in the sun. If you want any kind of nice experience, it costs too much money. You got to take a billiardry. You got to take the subway to go to, the one that I want to go to. You just got fucking people sweating on you nonstop. I blame myself for liking baseball. Oh, since the last show, the Players Association has come, came out and just said, we're done negotiating. We're done negotiating. We're not going to give a proposal back. We're burning time. Uh, A lot of this has been about playing out in the public eye and who's got leverage in that. And the players just finally said, you know what? We're clearly not going to come to an agreement on a longer schedule. So you have already agreed to pay us prorated at whatever schedule you do. You tell us, tell us when and where which is amazing. They throw that back. Uh, And so before we even get to like the next step of what the league has said, when I heard that, I thought I was like, fuck yeah, way to go. Tony Clark. You know what? It sucks. We're going to get 50 games. They could do 48, but we're going to get like 50 or 52 and be like, we did a little more. But I was like, good for you. Tony Clark.
3: Couldn't agree more with how pissed off I am. And it's funny. Baseball is the biggest commitment. It's, kind of dying compared to the other sports. It requires the most money, the most time, the, the weather, the conditions aren't usually great, the playoffs, it's cold, the summer, it's hot as shit, everything you said. My question is, Rob Manfred is apparently allowed to implement this 48-game season, right, with the prorated pay. What changed between this week and last week where he said, you know, we're guaranteed, we're going to have it, how we can implement that 48-game season. Now, all of a sudden, he's not confident. I want to know what changed. The truth. The truth
2: is what happened, is that if Rob Manford, because Tony Clark also gave a 5 o'clock deadline for yesterday, for Monday. We're recording this, obviously, Tuesday. It's 5.30. Hopefully, we don't have to get on like we did last week again. If Rob Manford yesterday, going on the ESPN, like the return of sports thing, and like, what are you doing giving me fucking Mike Greenberg to host that? This is a big thing. Give me Scott Van Pelt.
3: Right. right. Oh yeah.
2: Give SPC me a hologram of fucking Stuart Scott. Don't give me Mike Greenberg. Um, he could not sit there in front of the world and say, "All right, so we're gonna go a forty-eight game schedule. It starts in a month, or like spring training's in a month." The owners just don't have the money, or the owners don't want to put up the money, or whatever it is. So instead. You've got to buy time. And the whole thing being, he also said, if we we got wind through a lawyer working with the players that once we put out the 48-game schedule, they were immediately going to file a grievance against us and say, we didn't try to get the longest season possible. And then we they were going to sue for another billion dollars that would be to show you to the players. The idea being... In the agreement from March, it says that everyone's going to negotiate in good faith. Uh, Not – like if the owners just say we don't have the money to pay you, that's one thing because they have – they look like losers. They look terrible. They don't want that. So they have to like, oh, we're trying to propose, revenue sharing, da-da-da, all this stuff. It's all in good faith even though they're offering the same thing. Do you want six? Do you want a half a dozen? How about one more than five? Seven different times. Yeah.
3: They're offering the same amount of money.
2: So let's do a let's try to kill more time because the players are going to sue us and they have a case. My thing is, Rob Manfred, if you go on national TV and say, well, if we did this, they'd sue us because we're not trying to get the longest season possible. Well, then just start the season now. Or you just admitted that whenever you're admitting guilt. Yes, you're admitting guilt on TV. And. Furthermore, I hate you, and I hate you a lot, because now we're hearing, um, we've heard yesterday, I think it was Ken Rosenthal, said there are eight owners who do not want uh, to even have a season. Uh, Someone today said six. A thing that I learned is, while Rob Manford can set the season, he needs 23 owners to approve anything he does. So if there's eight, he doesn't have enough people to start a season. This is, this is a
3: big problem. I thought I hated Rob Manfred after he totally let the Astros slide with not even a slap on the wrist. I fucking despise him now. It really seems like he is actively trying to kill the sport that me and you and a lot of people love. But the sport is was kind of already dying on its own, and it seems like he is kind of stepping on its throat and almost putting it out of its misery. And think about the – who do you think are the eight teams that don't want to play? It's the Orioles. It's the Tigers. It's the Pirates. It's all these loser tanking teams that aren't even trying to win. They're not going to sell any jerseys. They're not going to sell any merchandise. They have no chance to win the World Series. Why do they give a shit if we play? If I was the Orioles owner, I probably wouldn't care either. And it's fucked up that these guys are actually owners. <laughs> it really is.
2: It's – I mean – it just keeps going back to like, do the people who are running, who own the teams, who are running the teams, even like baseball?
3: Do they like baseball? Do they I don't they care think they do. It? I don't think they do at all. Hal Steinbrenner and, I, and look, I love the Steinbrenners, but Hal even said, you know, I'm not really a baseball guy. I'm a budget guy, and my dad was George Steinbrenner, so here I am. A lot of these guys are just are just businessmen. They look at the teams as another revenue stream, an asset, whatever you want to call it. They have other other interests, and yeah, I don't think they give a shit at all.
2: Clearly. <laughs> I don't really love crackers, but my last name's Ritz, so I ended up here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like that's, He's, I not really I, I think
3: it's. I kind of like that. That Hal's very upfront about that, not being a baseball guy, and, and he was like, "Look, if my last name wasn't Steinbrenner, I obviously wouldn't be here. There's other people that are probably more qualified to do this, but but here I am. But no, it really is. It really is a disgrace. And when you look at the other three sports, and you think about, we we had way more time than these other sports. These other sports were already playing; they had to stop, resume. It was, it was, should have been way easier for us with the time that we had, Then this all went down for us to get rolling. And, and it's been a disaster. The other three sports are ready to go. And like we said last week, we're still sitting here holding our dicks.
2: I don't know how ready to go they are. Like the NBA has a structure in place, but the players might not show up. I, th- yeah, and that's a whole other thing. But I, it, you can't deny that we look
3: by far the worst compared to the other three. At least the other three are trying and are negotiating yeah. on
2: good faith in terms of getting it going. Yeah, I think... I have so many ideas of things here. So, one, Rob Manford is getting abused everywhere online. At a certain point, though, I'm not trying to defend him too much, the owners have to agree. Like, the money doesn't come out of his pocket. He's not the one signing the checks. But, when... Bud Selig, his last year, made $22 million. So you've got to assume that Rob came in at, uh, if he was even making less, he was making like, you know, $15 million a year I'm gonna throw in 2015. Up. So he's had five years. Over the last five years, he's probably made like $100 million, somewhere close to that, and had a whole career before that. There's nowhere else to go within this chain of his career. Like He worked in Major League Baseball for a while. He's reached the top. Now you are getting destroyed by like not really your decision, just like you don't have the ability to pull these two sides together. I would respect the shit out of Rob Manford. If this season doesn't happen, if he just goes, listen, I tried. But the pirates, the da, the da, the, they didn't want to play. These guys didn't love have the that. money.
3: If you just singled out those tankers. if he teams, just I did it,
2: they, he'd obviously get fired. But like, you're old. How much more money do you need? You, if you love baseball, Rob Manford, lay down on your sword for the better of it, and you know, say, hey, I, air everything out. Just air it out. Why didn't Houston get in so much trouble, huh? What happened? Did you screw it up? Just say you screwed it up. I have so much respect for people when they come clean on, on shit like that. They're just like, just point the finger at everyone. That's what I want.
3: Yeah, accountability never goes out of style, and he's not hes not very accountable. And look, part of the job of being a commissioner is to convince the owners to unify and get behind a plan and, and persuade them to get their shit together, and he's clearly unable to persuade them. And I look, look, I get that there's extenuating circumstances and COVID and blah, 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 but at some point you got to round those guys up. That is your job. That's why you were put in this position is to get them unified and, and get them going, and he obviously cannot do it.
2: The thing that stinks the most, too, is I don't – the way COVID cases are going and hospitalization in some places, like, a second wave is is coming. Like, I'm not excited about it. It's just, like, it's a thing that's coming. Uh, whether it's coming in a week or it's coming in the fall, I don't know. But all signs point to it's coming, which has to do with uh, the whole – the playoff structure and everything. And, you know, we, we've got to end on September 27th. It may be that come like August, mid-August, maybe even the beginning of September, like they wouldn't be able to be playing professional sports anyway. And but they're just going to look like assholes because they couldn't at least put a structure in place.
3: Right, it's like you guys didn't even you guys didn't even try. And in either way is bad. It'd be bad if they play 20 games and then have to stop, but it's going to look awful if we don't even get going at all like people think 94 or 95 was bad this is going to look way worse and there isn't going to be a roided up home run race next year to save us this time
2: i hope there is this is um this is going to be worse because of the internet we oh, can the all memes, voice our opinions gifts. Yeah. yeah like 94 happened and then just like i mean people didn't come back to the sport but i don't know there's not like a huge paper trail of what happened there
3: and going into 94, baseball was in a much better place. It was, I mean, the NBA wasn't really what it is now. And, and the NFL, to an extent, definitely wasn't. I mean, it was big, but it wasn't like the top dog, alpha, you know, number one sport. And now baseball's in a much worse place. I mean, hockey could pass us. Friggin', I, I would never admit this, but I mean, soccer, as much as I don't even think it's a sport. MTV,
2: challenge if, is going to pass us.
3: <laughs> Ever <everything. laughs> bad, man. It's, it's really, it's
2: really bad. tough time to be. A baseball fan and I don't know when it's going to come back but there's no shortage it's of
3: embarrassing a- it's an
2: embarrassing time to be a baseball fan. it is it is and there's no baseball but there's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners betonline.ag sports are slowly making their way back and betonline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing and soccer matches and if you need even more they've simulated NFL, NBA and UFC simulations all day every day live ...on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So go support them. Go bet on something that's not baseball. So... Horse racing coming up. We have a... Like, as the day has gone on... Uh, And last night, Tony Clark put out uh, another statement that's just like, this is disgusting. You know, just tell us when and where. And we've seen players tweeting when and where. Tell us when and where. Even Mike Trout. Tell us when and where. Uh, I think Eric Cole did it. Trout, Cole, Sanchez. I saw a bunch of them were doing it. Yes. Now, we just want to get back. Tell us when and where. I think that's cute. Here's what I think they should do. The union should have every guy who's on a 40-man roster. You know, I guess they have every – like if you're on the 40-man, I think you're in the union, right? Yep. Have every one of them say, hey, whoever it is, whoever your your contact is at the team, whether it's the general manager, assistant general manager, whoever, if you needed something, you would reach out to. And just have them all call and be like, hey, uh, yeah, just check it in. When and where? Just get – every guy for all 30 teams to do it so that all the owner, like, because we'll get wind of that. That's just a fun, Hey, just when and where, you know, you're not allowed to have probably like, I bet they can't discuss or it's not in the player's interest to discuss anything, you know, with like a GM of, you know, Hey, you know, we get where you guys are coming from. You want the full thing. We only have this and try to sway people. just like, Hey, I was just wondering, do you know when and where we're going to start this season again? No. Just blow up the phone lines. Blow up the phone lines. Just have everyone do it all day. Because imagine like you're the assistant GM, whatever, and you get fucking 40 phone calls and you're just like, at a certain point you have to just be like, listen, I understand, I get it. Or you just stop answering. It's like when you break something to make it stop and you just can't take
3: it anymore. And yeah. you're like,
2: fuck it, I'll break it or throw it. Like that would be fun for me. I would enjoy hearing that.
3: I'm sure they're brainstorming on different things they can do other than just, just that tweet. And I, I think we might see something... Some sort of unified response, whether it be in social media, phone calls, like you said, or just doing something—they're pretty creative nowadays. And I'm sure they're all talking. It wouldn't be—it wouldn't surprise me to see something like that.
2: If you know, everyone says like the big thing has been, especially from writers, is like it's up to the league now to just say we're going to meet you in the middle, seventy-something games. I just. They've never offered that amount of money. I was going to say, that ship has never even been in the port. It's It's not even that it's sailed. It's like never even been on the table. Here's what you do. You offer her anal and then she'll be like, no, like that's not (laughs) – you're just offering a thing that we don't want. (laughs) We have no
3: shot at 70. Honestly, I'll be surprised if we even get the 48. I'll be surprised if we get anything. It really seems like the owners really don't want to play. They are actively trying to not play. It's obvious.
2: And I think – that's why I think Manfred just got to start airing people out because if you think about it, like we say the owners. But like do you have any anger towards Hal Steinbrenner right now? No, but I do
3: think that the big market owners and the teams that are winning, which we both fall into both of those, want to play. I, like I said, I think it's the Pirates. It's the Tigers. it's Maybe it's Jeter with the Marlins. Teams like that that have no shot at winning that are like, you know what? Screw it. We'll be ready in 21. Although for teams like that, it still delays – your window, if you're trying to develop prospects, your guys aren't getting playing time in the minor, my, the minor leagues. It's bad for them too. So it's just brutal though. But I think it's those six to eight teams that are tanking for sure.
2: Did you see the uh, the Trevor Bauer tweets? The thread, absolutely. The thread. He's been, been great, amazing. man. He is. He's been great. He's been so good. Just not giving a fuck. Now he's going to go into free agency. Um, I wonder how that – That's going to be interesting if he's going to get hosed on free agency, even though he only wants one year deals. If like, you know, the owners, you know, he's maybe a little mouthy, maybe talks a little too much.
3: And he already had that reputation going into this whole dispute. And now it's exponentially grew. But yeah, I think free agency as a whole is totally screwed. I mean, you thought Machado and Harper was bad waiting till March and you ain't seen nothing yet. And nobody's going to get paid.
2: Nobody. No, it's going to be if you're will, if you are a free agent after this year, I think you have to seriously consider just one-year deal, prove your, value, your worth. And then, like, you have take to. Take it as a fresh
3: yeah. – like, We're you, not going to do anything. Plus, we have the excuse of, oh, we just signed Cole. Other than obviously they'll re-sign DJ and, and hopefully Tanaka. But I don't think we will be making any external moves or going out and signing free agents from other teams. I mean maybe we'll take care of our own guys. But even even a team like us. Let's go I, get Bauer. I, I would love him. Would love it. He's only signing on one year contracts. So let's go get him. I take him. Oh, you pair him behind. I mean, look, Sevi, Sevi might not end up missing any time. Sevi could be back in May if you have Cole Severino Bauer. It's your one, two, three. That's a World Series one, two, three if I've ever seen one. Herman. <laughs> no, he's still well next year, yeah, because that yeah. all all the suspensions
2: are. You know what else is crazy is I don't know how it's all going to play out because I don't know where it was even left off. But when you release a player who already has a contract that's guaranteed, you've guaranteed that contract. So like Prince Fielder still makes $24 million this year. Do The, the Yankees would have been out of paying Jacoby Ellsbury, but now there might be like he was going to fight and say, like, you know, I didn't violate my contract. You released me. You've agreed to pay me for the last year. Like, that was that's a thing we just haven't heard anything about. We haven't. And if we would have just done nothing and said nothing, they would have been on the off the hook. That's yeah. the ironic part. Yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of funny. Because I, you know, to a certain extent, like, yeah, teams aren't making any money. But, like, if you're the Yankees, so if you're, like, the Pirates and you were spending no money, uh, and you still have, like, the operating costs of being, you know, uh, a company in general, uh, maybe, you know, you're losing money. The Yankees as a brand, I have to assume, is still making money. You know, they're paying their... They announced today that for now they're still going to pay their employees. So, like, the ticket reps are still making their thirty grand a year. You know, some higher-ups are probably taking a, a bit of a haircut. But... The Yankees as a brand, like you're still selling hat, like, you know, you're still selling shit. So I still want them to go out and spend. Like I don't oh, care. Yeah, like, me yeah. too.
3: Me like, too. We always do. You got a year I want off. every free agent, man. I want a Machado. I want, I want a Corbin. I want everybody. I'm always going to be on that boat. You got a year off from of paying salaries. Let's start taking on some money. That's the thing. And for a team like us, the no fans is such a big deal. All those $18 beers. And we average around 40,000 fans per game. But what I don't understand is the Tigers and the Orioles and teams like that don't make a ton of money from fan revenue anyway, because no one goes to their games. If you're averaging seven, 8,000 fans a game, you, you can't be losing that much money. It's not like the Tigers can be like, Oh, we're not going to have all these sellouts now and we're not going to make out any money. So that's what I don't understand there from their perspective.
2: Yeah, it's, I also have just been thinking, like, if they do, if the owners just say, like, fuck it, we're doing a 48-game schedule, 50-game schedule, I don't know if I'm a player because, like, it's already, like, it's an illegitimate championship, okay? I know you you don't care. You just want something. But I think even with everything that's gone on around this season – it's just it's tarnished regardless. Not even just the games because now it's not just COVID. It's like all this other crap. I could go for a uh, player strike for the playoffs. So you would play the 48. Play the 48. and they're done. Get paid. The, the owners get screwed that and way. And say, yeah, we're not showing up. If, and the
3: for, if the Yankees go 40 and 8 and we're the number one seed, you still going to be banging that drum? I don't think so.
2: I don't give a shit if we win this sh- whatever this is. You gotta care a little bit. I I'm don't. not buying that at I all. Don't. Zero. I don't. I I'm realizing that. how old and white I am. I want 162 games in the sun, just hot, hot new hot games. ass day yeah. games. <laughs> I want to complain about everything. Sun beating down on you. Yeah, I'm gonna start keeping score manually. Um, I mean that's a possibility. I was asking earlier this week about the. Um, passing it said. That if the players were to strike, like if they say, oh, it's 48 games and the players are just like, all right, cool, we're on strike. It's considered an illegal strike because they have an agreement in place. They can yeah, only, and the deal's not up yet. Yeah, they can only strike when there's no collective bargaining agreement. So it would be like next offseason. And when an illegal strike, the league could then uh, get rid of all – they could void all contracts. Wow, so that definitely won't happen. But is the league going to void all the contracts? And
3: they don't have any talent.
2: You're going to let all these products. guys go, or you're going to say, "Yeah, you know what? We're letting all these contracts go. Now you're all free agents, and we're going to offer you less money or whatever it is." But you're also going to lose. You're going to lose some players because they'll just be like, "Fuck it, I'll go play in Japan or wherever." Um, and I think you lose, like. Because if you break up that whole, if you break up the whole structure, that's the thing here. Is you break up the whole structure, you're going to lose cheap labor because there's going to be a restructuring on service
3: time. So there will be, and plus we talked about the market value. Glaber Torres makes six hundred thousand dollars a year. If he becomes a free agent, all of a sudden at twenty three, he's going to make a lot
2: more than that. Yeah, because someone's going to pay him because someone wants to win. Even if it's just the Yankees, if the Yankees just go okay. Make everyone a free agent, and I'd love to be the Yankees. Can you imagine? Uh, You can't afford Mookie Betts. We'll take them off your hands. Yeah, we'll just take all
3: these guys. Um, Where do you think we go from here? I don't think there's going to be baseball. I really want the 48. I was just excited to watch something, even if it started August 1st. But I think that the relationships between the players union and the ownership and Rob Manfred is so poor right now. It almost feels like it needs to, we need to hit rock bottom and have no season for it to get better. Like, I don't even think we've gotten to rock bottom yet. It
2: could get so much worse. Um, I've even seen, I don't remember, I, I kind of remember it, but 2016, for the collective bargaining agreement. Like it was coming up and it was like, you know, are we going to get it extended, you know, get a new agreement? And Manfred came out and said, like, hey, we just, we may not have a season. And that lit a fire under the owners because that's part of what he ha- has to do. And, you know, you said it perfectly. His job is to get everyone together, really. So maybe, hey, there might not be a season and you see what the backlash has been. Like, I don't think. There's the very, very few people who blame the players at this point. Exactly.
3: I mean, you do have your really old school, old time guys. The players are greedy and they, they shouldn't. the doctors don't make as much as them. You're always going to have those people. But from a PR side, and I know you've talked about how in 94, everybody was kind of against the players. It's totally the opposite now. And people are more educated now than they were 20 years ago with social media, with all the information that we have access to. It's easier to see through the bullshit.
2: Yeah. And- it, you know, every player just has more access to reaching the fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, Max Scherzer, we probably don't hear from Max Scherzer in 1994, but now he tweets and it's a huge deal.
3: Yeah, and guys like Trevor Bauer that have their own media companies and they have their own individual brands now, which is something we had never seen in baseball before recently, obviously. Yeah, um, But yeah, totally different now. I think everybody's obviously on the player's side. And look, even if they do cobble something together, they are 100% going to strike after 21. Like, There's no shot that that doesn't happen.
2: Because I think the owners are going to – it's either that or the owners think like, hey, we're going to get fucked in 21. Like we're going to – we know like they know more. And the timing, just the timing of it leaking that they had a new like extra billion dollar – like TV. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just like, how can you be so tone deaf? How can you just like, where did you think this was going to go?
3: Yeah. What what were you guys thinking? By the way, I did not like that. I hate when the Yankees play playoff games and they're on TNT or TBS. It just does not feel right. Or if like something goes into extra innings, now you're on
2: like true TV.
3: Right. Yeah. Switch to, yeah. It's like, you feel you're watching the NCAA tournament. Which channel is this? Um, But yeah, $2 billion. I think, what was that? A 10 year, 10 year extension
2: with Turner? Yeah. Um, To Billy? No, it gets them to, I think it's 2028. Because Fox did a 10 year deal in 18. And so now they run. So now even the league, not only that, but the league's lining up their contracts to all expire at the same time. Because if you think from now till 2028, like who knows where they're going to be broadcasting things? Like everyone tried to structure deals to be coming up. With the uh, with Amazon, like the NFL did with Amazon being out there, and now they've sold some stuff. Yet there's some Yankee games on Amazon, Facebook. Um, you know, as they haven't had their, you know, Facebook Watch hasn't taken off. I think the way they wanted to, YouTube gets involved because I remember as I'm a wrestling fan, and I like the like the business of professional wrestling, and they just did deals last year. Now they're on Fox, and they have a bunch of other stuff. But that was a big talk for a couple of years is like them and UFC, their rights went up first. So it became a bidding war. Like, let's see if the Facebooks get involved, which they haven't. But in eight years, who the hell knows how many options there'll be?
3: No, absolutely. And think about just the past five years, how much it's changed the way we consume sports and entertainment in general. I mean, in 2028, that's an eternity from now, technology-wise. And I think we're going to get to a point where the only way you can watch Yankees baseball is through Amazon Prime with a prime account. I mean, that's the way it's clearly going. I think they were going to do. Yeah, me too. I think they were going to do 22 games this year originally, and we're going to keep increasing it or something.
2: Yeah. I mean, put it on. Let's be honest. The fucking yes. Network is stupid. All right. They have the Yankee games. They have the net games. Yeah. Then they have just like, Oh, here's 8,000 year old Yankeeographies. Here's Michael K sitting down in a museum talking to someone from six years ago. Like, (laughs) yeah, talking to Larry David. I was just gonna say Larry David. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, who gives a shit about that? You know, they started off with, uh, you know, I think they had, um, they had like reality TV shows or a reality TV show where fans went to like every game, and it like just didn't quite take off. But I also think media wasn't there yet. You know, all these people now, all these people you know, would have Twitters, and you know you can get more involved with the game, you know, or the reality TV show. I think Yes Network' such a waste. Yes.com, like they don't do um, like their content it's, it's Matt Stucco, and Matt Stucco is just running around grinding his ass off. I yeah. love Matt Stucco, but like they haven't given they don't have more personalities, they haven't given him you know sidekicks or you know or just other people to bounce off of like there's not and the a lot analysts of are boring
3: too even the guys that do the yankees hot stove talk like i don't want to listen to flash i mean he is the most boring guy i, I think i've ever seen yeah. talk about baseball i don't know why he's like the prominent prominent guy on there john flaherty i really can't listen to
2: him talk but yeah i mean it's a, a whatever it is and i feel like yes is always in a fight with cable providers
3: yeah, right. I mean, we saw that right before when we thought there was going to be a season, the YouTube TV
2: thing. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I don't know, are we going to be broadcasting? Like, I don't know. You broadcast one thing. You have one thing to offer. So, yeah, get it all over to Amazon.
3: No, absolutely. And they show the same classic games over and over again. I mean, they show the same five games from 2019. The DD Grand Slam game against the Rays. They show when we pummeled the Dodgers
2: and, and you know, the London games. It's like they just
3: show <laughs> over and over again. No creativity, really.
2: Yeah, and they they'll go live on Facebook, and it's Kevin Sullivan who runs dot com, and John Filippelli who's a billion years old, and it's like that's how you reach new people. I sat next to John Filippelli's son on the way to uh, to the London series last year. Oh,
1: okay.
2: I just happened to you know I was in line yeah. of security behind him, and he he knew who I was. So, um, and I was like, yeah, you know, da-da-da. I was like, yeah, your dad's doing that stuff. It sucks, and he was just like, don't tell him that he's in the next section. Um, Yeah. I just think there's so much more that they could do that they're not doing that like, just let another company do it. Sell it. again. I mean, cause also the Yes network has been sold like 70 times. I don't even know who owns it anymore. Right. I
3: think so. We sold it, they sold it to Fox and then Amazon bought it, bought it, with the Yankees and back then last There was like August.
2: something with like with Disney being purchased, like a lot of regional sports networks had to like be broken up. Then like ESPN was gonna buy it. Like just just put it on the internet, charge me five dollars a month, seven dollars a month, whatever it is for this like during the season, and then I don't care about the rest of your content and you don't therefore you don't have to make it.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And we're MLB, we're MLB TV guys, and I don't know about you, but I can't watch when they're playing the Orioles because we're technically whatever it is, 90 miles within Baltimore, like Manfred's blackout rules are yeah. bullshit. So MLB TV has kind of gone to shit at this point. I would love if it was through Amazon. And like you said, seven bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, I'd pay it. And Jeff Bezos, I'm willing to use him as the guy to come up with the ideas and be creative because he's kind of the smartest guy ever. So I'd be totally cool with that.
2: Yeah, I mean... So, do, what's your confidence level, 1 to 10, on are we having a season? Three. Yeah, I mean, I'm like a three or four, and like I honestly don't give a fuck. Like, I, it'll be – maybe maybe once it's like, oh, baseball's here, Like I'll be like, all right. But I just don't see myself caring this year. Cause, now, to all the people mm, – I, I was talking
3: to Tom, so me, Tom, Dave – and, John, a couple of us got together to throw the ball around on Sunday. And Tom – Jesus Tom Christ, guys, there. I
2: don't get invited to anything.
3: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I probably shouldn't have mentioned that.
2: <laughs> anyway,
3: we're, we're, we're on the way down, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I could get into it. And I'm like, look, August 1st, if Garrett Cole's taking the ball at Yankee Stadium, even if there's no fans, you're going to watch. I think a lot of people, like you said, like you're kind of doing right now, are, are, are lying to yourselves. I you're might think. I going to be August 1st. It's a Friday night. Cole's taking the ball. You will be watching. You will be locked in. I
2: I wonder. Like there's, I, I may be, but there's a big part of me, especially like the last 24 hours, that's just like, I don't know. And and I try not to be like this sport doesn't, you know, the game doesn't owe me as an individual anything. Um, But like I think every one of us who's a baseball fan and like a big baseball fan has. Been like, I defended your dumbass for fucking years, for years.
3: Against yeah, all my NBA friends and nfe that are, oh, yeah, I yeah. always defended baseball. I let
2: thing. I let you put in a fucking DCMA like claim against like the one time I took a video of my TV. You know, you got my. I went through six Vine accounts because you were just getting them all suspended. I defended you to everyone who was just like, why are you going to go on a Friday and then again on Saturday? Oh, we could just go to the beach, like all of that stuff, all of it. And what amounts to like the difference in where they were, you know, between going 48 games or going to like the, you know, even like 70 or 82, it was like less than $20 million per team. Like when you really break it down, it was like $20 million per team. And for the smaller market teams, it was less for the Yankees. You know, obviously it was more. Like, that's what we're doing this about? Like, we're talking about a number three starter? Yeah. Think
3: about how big of a problem that is. You're a huge baseball fan. You have a baseball podcast. You watch probably 140, 150 games a year, and you're to a point where you don't really care anymore.
2: Think about how big of a problem that is for the sport. Because also, if it was a matter of coronavirus, to this? to like while it's been coronavirus, I... There's nothing they can do, right? Like, they can't cure corona. But now when it's just coming down to we didn't want to spend the money to put a product on the field, knowing that if you put it on the field now, and the hope, I mean, I'm sure in some places there was hope of having fans in stands, you know, before the end of the season, even in, like, in some form or fashion. But... If I had to watch an 82-game season because of coronavirus all on TV, I don't even know how much money I would have spent to be at opening day next year. I would have spent so much money. You know, like prices through the roof. I would have come back so so energized for it. But if we either have this stupid 48-game schedule and they don't announce it, and and then what's going to go to a grievance that – They legally should file, and the league is stupid for saying we're not going to set the schedule until you agree to not waive the grievance for the thing that we're admitting by even saying this we did. Um, Like, I just don't – I don't know that I am rushing back.
3: I'll rush back. But look, this stopped being about coronavirus a long time ago, weeks ago. This hasn't been about coronavirus for weeks. It's been about money. Everything is about money. I haven't heard a lick about any kind of health or safety issues that they're having in terms of negotiations. This well, is
2: no. all about money. Manfred it's almost said, like COVID's an excuse at this point. Five days ago, Manfred said, we're going to have a season because we're very close on the health stuff. He said, we're very, very close. And now he did try to slip into some of the stuff they said, like, oh, you know, we still got to figure that out. And Tony Clark even called him out for it and said, you said we were very, very close five days ago. But you're trying to get people to sign waivers saying, like, we waive all responsibility if you get sick because of this. Or, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, we're going to have, like, you're giving nothing other than what you're contractually obligated to do. And so even if there is no season, I think the players are still going to file a grievance and sue and say, we were very, very close on June 10th. These guys just didn't want to pay. They did not negotiate in good thing. And I think the player, the owners are going to end up having to fork over a certain amount of money.
3: It's going to get ugly and they'll drag it out. Total side note. Every time I see Tony Clark's face, I get so frustrated thinking about how much he sucked for us. And I think about that ball that he hit that bounced over the wall in Fenway that, you know, obviously during the collapse, that, that's all I can think about. And his face just brings back bad memories.
2: I'm actually surprised. Like, there were so many times in this where I was like, is Tony Clark? Like, I'm sure he's been great. I don't really follow too closely his day to day. But I did wonder a bunch of times, like, is Tony Clark the guy you want running this right now?
3: Seriously, he definitely seems like a clown for sure. But I mean, they all, done seem a good like job. they all
2: look bad. He's done a good job, though. You know, he, he he's, hasn't. Because like, He stood firm, but there's no baseball.
3: Are people going to be going, yay, Tony Clark, what a hero, if they don't play at all?
2: No, but I think he is doing a good job. Like, he secured the future for the players and the Players Association by not folding, by not caving this, and he came back. I mean, they came back last week when we hopped back on. I said, Don't come back and just go, well, how about you want to do 50 games? How about we do 80 and you pay us for all of it? Or not like they laid out, like, here are reasons why. Where the owners are just saying, hey, we're going to lose money. And they're like, all right, how much money? Show us. We're not going to show you. Just trust us. Tony Clark. I mean, obviously, there are lawyers involved. There are negotiators. There are stuff. But like as the head of it, you know, it's made, you know, he's done a good job. You're right, and I didn't even think about it. I'm just so
3: pissed off at everybody because nothing's happening that it's impossible for me. I got these blinders on. I can't look at this and, and praise anybody just because I'm I'm so pissed off. But he has held firm, and they look, they did have good reasons, man. They talked about the NBA Finals and this and that, and they really did show their work and cite their sources, just like we said, and the owners rejected it in under five minutes and called it a non-starter.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... It's the owners are just so wrong. It's one of those things where it's like the owners are just so wrong, like so wrong. I mean, I think it was uh, Faye Vincent was before league and he's still alive. He got interviewed. I forget what podcast. I think it might have been Kevin Clance KFCs. I'm not sure. And he said that Michael uh, Michael Weiner. Who was the head of the Players Association before Tony Clark and he died from brain cancer? Like he got diagnosed with and died in like 15 months. Um, He, Faye Vinson said he was on the verge of getting it so players could get um, not only no salary cap, but uh, like part of the team. Like they could get ownership stakes as part of their contract. So if you sign like that Bryce Harper like career ending deal, like yeah, and give me you know one percent of the team, two percent of the team, whatever it is. And he said like the the league was, and you know obviously he's not in those negotiations. He hadn't been commissioner for a while, but he was like it was going to happen. So Tony Clark, and not a lot of people know that, but Tony Clark like stepped into some big shoes. Interesting,
3: I didn't know that. See, I recently read Bud Selig's book, and he praises Rob Manfred for being this great negotiator and helping bring deals together. But clearly, we're not seeing that right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's. Listen, like, he's not the one saying, I'm not paying this money. But you'd want to sit in the big boy chair. You got big boy paycheck. You get big boy responsibilities. You get big boy criticism. And. Exactly. It's going to be tough. I mean, within the next. I mean, how long does it go on? You know, how. Like, when they have to make a decision. Because that was the other thing Tony Clark said. Like, you owe it to us. We owe it to the fans. Like, when. You know, just tell us when and where and how long until we get that when and where. Is it another week? Is it two weeks? Does it never come? Like, at what point do they tell us it's just not happening? Because at some point, like right now, every day, the players can just tweet and call and just say, we just want to know when and where you're worried about getting sued for a thing that you're doing. Then don't do that thing. Tell us it's tomorrow. You know, tell us tomorrow, three weeks. And then you're going to pay, you know, and then we're going to play and you're going to pay us. But the heat, like, they got to keep the heat on them because I How need to know. How long is a great
3: question. question? How long is a great question? Look, we, we were told June
2: 1st was a deadline. Then we were
3: told June 10th is a deadline. Now we're sitting here and it's June 16th, 17th, and we're being told 5 o'clock tomorrow or whatever. Like, what is up with these all, all these arbitrary bullshit deadlines that clearly
2: don't mean anything? I think, too, like, is there – anything worse as the commissioner of a major sport than having to say, we are not going to play this season. No, no way. Cause I mean, the only thing worse, I guess would be like, Hey, the league doesn't exist anymore, but that's not going to happen. Like I remember the NHL skipped a season and I remember when they said like, we're not playing this year. And I was just like, wow, that is huge. Cause you want to be a major sport. And if now you're a sport you don't have your games what are you yeah you're not a thing now you're nothing man it's tough it stinks hopefully they figure it out i don't know like i don't know i'm just kind of like i'm to a certain extent i'm just like out of ideas like i don't i don't you know we've tried every suggestion i don't think there's any new way to spin this um The owners have tried to offer the same 33% salary six different ways. Every day they come up with a new way to do it. Like it's going to trick people. They're like the people who say all lives matter. Like when you say black lives matter, someone's like, well, all lives matter because every day there's someone who's like, no, I think I figured it out. Even though every person who says this gets stomped on immediately on Twitter, like, no, 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 I've got this. I've got a, uh, I got a new way to put it. Like, no, it's the same 33%. You're wrong. Um, the draft was this week. Do you give a shit about the draft?
3: I watched it just because we have nothing else. I, I
2: Hey, I like the uh, Austin Wells comparison to major, Joe Maurer. You watched the Major League Baseball draft? I did, man. I'm bored. I'm desperate. I'm not, not afraid to admit it. That's like watching a kindergarten graduation where you don't know anyone in it. That's worse <laughs> than the that. NFL. That's worse than the NFL because these guys might not. I can't get into it because it takes so long unless there is a – like, can't miss. Like I remember when Trout and Harper, like I remember when those guys get drafted. because you. yeah, you're going to see them in two years. Um, but like Austin Wells, as a catcher, uh, six years, maybe. Now that that
3: makes sense. I will say the best part part you would have liked, all of the GMs that they showed had all these decorations up and were trying to make everything look really cool in their office. And then they showed Cashman, and he was in this blank room, just white walls, no windows, no decorations, just him in front of
2: a laptop wearing a white polo. It was hysterical. I mean, that's all he cares about, you know? So how old is this kid? He went to college. That's not great. I want to say he's 20 20 or 21. He's 20. He's out of Vegas. That's big. Being out
3: of Vegas is big. yeah, Yeah. Brian Harper. And we actually drafted him in 2018 out of high school oh you know yeah and like the 30th round or something so you know cashman loves this kid clearly
2: ah yeah i mean when you get the um out of vegas there's just a lot of baseball players that can definitely
3: he dominated i I think he's arizona yeah he's i want to say he's arizona state maybe one of those arizona arizona
2: Arizona, not not state so a little less partying yeah. But yeah, oh, but I mean he they've got a bunch of NBA players, they've got NFL players. I feel like this is one of those, like, we're not a real school. Did Bryce Harper go to this school? Is where he went? No. He was ju Bryce did a year at junior college. Did you see Wells' well, quote? Well, Bryce Bryce uh, dropped out of high school at 16, took the GED, and then went to junior college as a 17-year-old because the year that he got drafted was the last year that players getting drafted could sign minor league, uh, major league contracts.
3: I remember that. I remember him leaving high school early. Did you see? Did you see Wells's quote, the, the really cocky one?
2: Oh, he was just like, "Yeah, I'll play whatever you want to play outfield. I, like I'm a catcher, I'll catch. I'll play first base. I'll play the outfield. I don't care. I'm just trying to hit home runs in Yankee Stadium."
3: Yeah, he was like, "I'll hit home runs at the stadium and, and play where they tell me to play." I was like, "Okay."
2: Yeah, I mean, good attitude, but. Yeah, I mean, they, you had what do you had? You had the Harper brothers coming out of there. You had uh, Chris Bryant came out of Vegas. You had Chase and Shreve came out of Vegas. <laughs> Dude, I looked up recently because Chase and Shreve was on that JUCO team that Harper was on. Interesting. So I started looking up like just stuff about like Chase. I was like, oh wow, he was on that team. Like that's weird. I thought maybe he got drafted out of high school or like what whatever it was. On that year, he had like a five ERA. Like, he, I've looked up all his stuff. I don't know when he was good at baseball statistically. Like, he's always been lefty, always could throw a little bit. Never, just never once been like, oh, no, that's a really good baseball player.
3: I was going to say, if you're left handed and pitch and can throw 90 miles an hour or above, somebody will always think, I can fix this guy. I I can make this work. Let me get my hands on him. Yeah. Sure, he still has a job. He signed with the Mets in the offseason. He did. Do you remember that game against the Mets actually in 2018, where Chapman absolutely melted down, like couldn't find the plate at all, and they had to bring in Shreve in the ninth inning, and he got the save, and he got traded. I think three days later, that was his. That was his signature Yankee moment. Yeah. As Michael Kay would say.
2: Yeah, he had to. Uh, yeah, it was a, a a tough one. He was he was the first Yankee that followed me on Twitter. Okay, he looks That's, like a lizard. But then he stunk, right. and he deleted uh, Twitter. <laughs> Like he was just like you know couldn't hang. Yeah, if he, he had
3: a bunch of angry dads on Long Island tweeting that he sucked.
2: Yeah, I mean, but if you look at like he's just never really been great at like any level. Um. Yeah. Uh, what else has happened in baseball? I mean, we had the draft. That's like I, they tried to dress up the draft too. I took that as like an insult of like, fuck you, you're the, you're the baseball draft. It's only five rounds. You're fucking all these kids. Like some kid would be a seventh round pick and get a half a million dollars, can now sign for only $20,000. Like the owners are saving so much money this year. They released all those players that they're not replacing in the system with guys who just got drafted. Like it just, it all, I feel like I know too much about the, the like business of baseball to enjoy it right now.
3: Well yeah, we see the slot dollars, we see the TV deal, the $2 billion TV deal that we talked about it. It's obvious that they're not hurting as much as they say they're hurting.
2: Oh, not at all. I they're pro- <laughs> they're thriving. They're swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck. Exactly. It's, Relaxing by
3: the pool, whatever mansion they live in, totally carefree. It's crazy.
2: Um I mean, I think that's all we have. It's just i'm so depressed about how all this has gone and then they even tried to leak i feel like the league leaked this uh you know late yesterday of like oh several uh players and staff members have tested positive for covid like of course you've got thousands of people there's a thing where it's like you know in some states it's five percent some states it's ten percent like but it's not like a one percent testing positive. You know, five, you know, five to ten percent are testing positive. Of course, people have. But like now, you're going to leak that shit so that in a, like two weeks we're like, ah, oh, well, I don't think we can do it because COVID, you know, was high. Like you would have taken the deal. You would have had these guys showing up to spring training. You would have pushed through another stoppage, especially if you got everyone there and started paying people. You were definitely not going to, you know, just let the playoffs go. But they're, they're leaking that shit, which I don't like when they leak any, you know, they didn't put any um, names behind it, you know, for HIPAA. But I hate that shit. It's another bullshit delay tactic. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully they uh, hopefully they figure out something to make me not hate them. Oh, and then I guess I guess we do have to talk about uh, the Yankees like cheated, but didn't cheat. And there's a oh lot of God that was started and over before I had time to even look at my phone
3: <laughs> it's great it was great and all the Astros and Red Sox people going like here it is and it's like oh we made we made a call from the bullpen phone to the replay center in 2016. everybody saw that the letter came in 2017 and just assumed without reading it because nobody reads anything anymore that we cheated in 2017. It turns out Larry Rothschild made a, made a phone call in 2016 called Secaucus Replay Center to ask about a ball strike call. I mean, what a nothing story that was.
2: It's – I mean, it's not what we needed, you know. And I was – I tweeted if we cheated and didn't win the World Series, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Yeah. So pissed. Um, but yeah, we, the Yankees didn't cheat. That's why we didn't win. The Astros are still scumbags. They're going to skip this year. Uh, Alex Cora has has started to talk that's nice shut the fuck up no no no. he's starting to say like this wasn't a two-man thing like I got thrown under the bus by the Astros like we want to know more about the Astros we would get it from Cora he's just such a rat
3: man I I hate that guy not even because of the Astros stuff I just hate him just staring at his rat face in the Red Sox dugout
2: you think the Red Sox rehire him yeah absolutely Uh, he might end up missing no time
3: Fucking joke. Him and Hinch. You think somebody will hire Hinch? See, I think it'll be tougher for
2: Hinch. I think it's going to be tougher for Hinch, but I think he's too young. I think he's in his like early 40s and has too much to offer the game of baseball.
3: It's just not fair how all this came together, man. Every, the fans were supposed to be raining on the Astros all season. They were supposed to be missing their manager, and now nothing's even going to happen to them. Although I think this is the last year of Granky's deal. So if we don't get baseball this year, you'll have next year a thirty-eight-year-old Verlander and no Granky. They're going to be pretty vulnerable.
2: And Verlander's coming off injury, too. Oh yeah. And um, I think Springer's a free agent. This is his last year too. We're supposed to be in Pittsburgh. Yankees supposed to be in Pittsburgh. And uh, honestly, like yo, let's say the Yankees were playing like well right now. I mean, we would have debated going.
3: I, I was supposed to be in Italy this week.
2: Oh. Yeah, we were, gonna propose, the trans- in, were you literally going to propose in Italy? You know what? I
3: wasn't planning on it when we booked the trip. Maybe that would have changed, but that was never my plan. Bringing a ring through security just sounds That's, like a nightmare yeah, for me. I don't know anyone how, like, how they do that. I would be the guy that got the hard security guard that would would have ruined it.
2: What's this, huh?
3: <laughs> That that would have been me. It's like all the people that are like, oh, I bring weed on
2: planes all the time. I never get caught. I'm like, I I will be the one that gets caught. I do it all the time. Um, Where in Italy were you supposed to be?
3: We were going to fly to Milan. We were going to do Lake Como and the Cinque Terre. I would have had so many recommendations
2: for you. I got to get back to Italy. That's my, my big thing. I'm like, I just need this all to end. So I go to Italy. How many times have you been? I have been to Italy uh, only twice. I've done Rome, Venice, and Lake Como. Uh, I don't have really any interest in seeing any more of it. I just like going to Lake Como. Like, I hate touristy stuff. I have no interest in seeing, like, like I went to Rome. I did all the the stuff that you do because you go there. And it's like, I got to get up early. I got to go. Uh, you know, you go in the Vatican. You got to have, like, pants on. It's a hundred degrees by 11 a.m. I'm exhausted. I need to take a siesta. Like I I like going on vacation where it's like I open the door to my bedroom and there's a balcony and I'm looking at water. So whether that is going to Lake Como or going to like a Groupon, like $400 Dominican Republic trip, I don't care. Like that's what I want to do. I don't want to like go to France and get up and, uh, run to the Louvre at five in the morning to get in line, to go see the Mona Lisa.
3: Just give me the view of the water. And the only thing worse than doing those tourism activities are the people that sign up for the organized field trips where you got some, some jerk off leading a group of 25 people around. I see them Philly all the time. This is the Liberty bell. This is the Betsy Ross flag. Nothing worse than being on an adult field
2: trip doing boring tourism stuff. When we were like, probably like your age I feel so old now. Um, we were um, like, we were broke. You know, we didn't have like, oh, we're going to Italy for a week money. So we booked a uh, like a Groupon. It was like $500 each, JetBlue, there and back, you know, all inclusive, like, you know, kind of almost like spring break, but for adults. And they had all these activities. I was I'm not doing any of that shit but we just made so much fun of like the couples who did like we made up like backgrounds to their whole lives like you know like the boring vanilla couple were like oh they probably have like whips and shit in their bedroom like they're they're here to spice things up because he can't have kids <laughs> you know
3: commentating on people watching is the best
2: yeah yeah that's that's the thing you gotta look for in a partner like you gotta talk you gotta hate the same things that's yes. what I say about my wife and I. We hate the same Rip things. Rip the
3: same things and, and make those, you know whether, whether it's that trip to the grocery store or just those mundane life activities, somebody that makes them a little bit more interesting and more fun.
2: There you go. Look, I can hear her in the background. She knows how much <laughs> I love she her now. She just walked in. Uh, well, all right. I think that's what we got in terms of uh, baseball and Nick's life. Nick, congratulations again. Where can people follow you? N Kirby NYY. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. You can follow the podcast at George's box pod. Listen, we're depressed. You're depressed. We're all depressed. All right. But eventually whenever it is, the Yankees will play baseball and I will come out of my rut and I will see you at the parade.